Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Third Deck Lounge Podcast. Um, today we have Alex Schaefer, who was in Weapons Company back in the day, but actually switched service to the Guard, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about. Because a lot of people, uh, you always hear about dudes going into the Army, man. And it's it's pretty cool. So uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, I think it's going to be really cool, especially for dudes uh, thinking about switching services. So this will be a pretty cool little insight um, for them. So you, you when you when you were in 3-6, you were in the infantry. Did you stay with the infantry when you went to the guard? or? Yeah, so my initial goal was to move over to Ford Observer, which is like a MOS in itself, because that's where I kind of thrived at. Um, but had no bonuses there and had a, a nice opening in a good unit close, not close to me, but a little bit far away, but they were set to deploy relatively soon. So I stuck with infantry and for to switch to infantry, you don't have to go through any extra training, stuff like that. Basically all MOSs in the Marine Corps lat move over to you're You're basically already MOS qualified going over. So that way you don't have to go through any extra schooling, be with any like students, shit like that. So it was kind of easy. I stuck with infantry, just kind of stayed home where I knew I was pretty savvy and knowledge wise and stuff. So, and I guess, uh, this is kind of back to, I should have asked you this first, but, uh, what made you really decide like, yeah, I want to go on the, go into the guard. Well, so originally, um, I wanted to stay in the Marine Corps. Couldn't because of, um, NJP slash court martial for hazing on my record. So they wouldn't let me stay or re up. So then I tried for the army. And at the time I was E5 select for almost a year. So I had, I had the rank, I made rank and everything, but they wouldn't pin me because I was under investigation. So I was still a four and then I got busted down to a three. So to go over the army, you had to be an E4. So they wouldn't let me directly transfer over to active army because i was still an e3 so actually i got out for almost a year um i got I, I tried to get out and then immediately go into the guard but since i had something on my file that was you know punishment i had to get a waiver for it which in the end state i actually didn't even need the waiver because once the the waiver got up to quantico where they deal with all that shit they basically turned around and told my the recruiting command, like, I didn't need it. There's no point for this, so just put them in. So after, like, a year, finally, I got in. And uh, that was, like, my last-ditch effort staying in the military. So I'd take what I could get, honestly. Yeah, man. So I always had heard, actually, from a friend of mine that you – a lot of these, like, 6105s and shit like that, that doesn't even actually really transfer over to the Army. No, so 6105s, page 11s, none of that, almost everything really, like even down to like medical stuff, like doesn't even transfer over. And they've been struggling with that for a long time now because just this past year, I've gotten like almost 10 vaccinations that I already got in the Marine Corps that I didn't need to get again, but they didn't have it on file. So they, already, they just re-upped it again. And like punishment wise, like 6105s and page 11s, those don't transfer. Your NJP will which depending on the severity of it, you'll have to, you know, give a statement on it or say what it was for and what you did to correct your action, stuff like that. They're usually not real 
unless it was like a DUI or something like that, the, which they'll have to dive deeper down, which you could probably still get in. Um, they usually just want you to explain yourself and it's mostly just helps you out for like your security clearance and stuff. Other than that, nothing really bars you unless it's like an actual serious offense to where like you received an OTH or like a general discharge. But other than that, like most dudes, like they're like getting, you know, being stupid, drunk and disorderly stuff like that. Like you'd be fine hopping over. Oh, okay. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty cool. And then, um, so when you're, when you're deciding that and you're like, yeah, I don't want to get out, but I don't want to stay in the Marine Corps. And you know, you're looking at the army, where do you really start with, uh, trying to get that package in? Well, you got to go to whatever branch you're going to and each branch in the recruiting office is going to have a designated person to serve as a prior service recruiter. That person, you know, specializes and strictly like prior service guys and what they need to get and what they need to turn in and how they got to go about getting a release from, cause you got to get a conditional release. Even if you get out in EAS, you still have that inactive reserve time that they have to release you from. They have to submit that up to get you released from whatever branch you're coming from. And then once that's done, they can finally start getting the ball rolling, get you up to maps, get you sworn in, get your MOS picked out and your unit picked out. And other so, than that, I mean, it was only a long process for me because of that waiver issue. If I didn't have that, it would have been like a, a two day thing. They would have done all my stuff. And like, obviously we know I didn't have to worry about my tattoos at all. Cause I had a sleeve on one arm and a bunch of tattoos on the other. I didn't have to worry about that because you know how lax other branches are with tattoos. So right. it's easy for that. So other than that, like, other and did, than the waiver, it would have been a fast process. Damn, okay. And then you, you were talking about, like, you can pick your unit and um, other stuff like that. And so so it's pretty, like, flexible. They don't really, like, try and fuck with you at all. Yeah, so, like, there was, there was a unit close to me, but they were already deployed. So they needed a plus-up numbers in the unit that was a little bit farther away. So I, I could could have still went to the 145, or it doesn't matter the unit, but... I could have still went to that close unit, but they really just, they needed numbers in the one in the one four eight. That's a little bit farther away. So I just decided, and they, they told me it was a way better unit anyways, which turns out in fact, it light years better than the unit that's closer to me. So it kind of worked out. But yeah. Like to the prior service guys, you do get a little bit more freedom this go around, especially at maps. Like they treat you a lot different. Like you're set ahead of everyone else. Like you're treated a lot better. And at the end, yeah, you get to pick your you get to pick your MOS. No one's there trying to bully you because you already know the go around. Like you're not going to get bullied around twice in a row. And for like unit wise, like it's basically the balls in your court. I'm not really. I'm I'm sure it's kind of the same thing for active duty. But then again, like end state, you're going to always go to needs of uh, the army, corps, guard. But at least you have a little bit of a say more than you would like going straight into the Marine Corps. So when you did get in, like, what did did they make you go through? Um, what the fuck do they call it? Uh, the army, AIT. Did no, they make you go no, through any so, of that shit or no? No. So even because I was a mortarman, uh, our basic our four weeks at SOI covers you even for just straight rifle. Uh, so there, there so, wasn't like any kind of like you just kind of switched uniforms. Yeah, yeah. You just switch oh, uniforms shit. and show up. Damn. 
Damn, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. And then I guess that that kind of segues perfectly into my like bunch of other questions. And then I guess when you did get there, what was it like? Because I mean, it being a completely different branch, what uh, what was different? Um, so I got I got lucky because one four eight is heavy. The unit I'm in is heavy with Marines. It was they really pushed all the Marines into one company, and that's the heavy weapons company that I'm in. And uh, I was the first guy that came in contact with me was the 20 year dude who's been in for 20 years, still staff sergeant. He was a Marine back in the early uh, surge in Iraq and stuff. And he's the one that kind of, you know, left seat, right seat with me and got me going in there. But uh, it was kind of a culture shock, to be honest, like, because there's a lot of things that are different. And like, he would catch me saying stuff and he's like, Oh dude, we don't do that here. Stuff like that. Like some of the acronyms we use, <laughs> That's fucking they funny. don't use. Hey, we don't, we don't but, do that here, pal. <laughs> but like, the, but like the army and the guard, they have a lot of their own acronyms, but they don't even like make sense, which, you know, with the Marine Corps, we have some of those, but a lot of them do make sense. And that's just what we go with. Yeah. But, um, other than that, like got in a good platoon that had platoon sergeant was a Marine um most do a lot of we had like almost 10 marines in that platoon alone yeah i was so gonna say was, i hear a lot that um a lot of the national guard is like a lot of prior marines it is it's a lot of prior marines a lot of prior army and the army kind of works a little bit different from the guard or yeah because they kind of keep up with the same traditions that like the marine corps does like with like you know earning your right of passage i.e. like you know hazing that kind mm-hmm. of bullshit um, oh damn you guys actually really... do that there yeah to to an extent i mean yeah i was gonna say because it's, it's like all you dudes are like, like prior a lot of the guys and i'm not saying this for my unit for other units because my unit's pretty solid but for a lot of units their problem is like these guys will show up and train and stuff and then they'll just add a dump everything and like they'll just forget about them getting whatever they got punished with shit like that. They'll just forget about it because they're going back to their normal life anyways. So yeah, like so it's not really, yeah. It's right back to this piece of shit they were when they fucking came before, so. Damn, okay. And then, so, when you did get, like, into the training and stuff, like, what what was that like? Because I know, like, the guard, it's fucking, you guys are doing, like, what, weekend shit? So, like, for my unit, it's... And a, a lot of units are actually switching to this. We go, like, sometimes we'll go every other month, but for, like, a week. We'll spend, like, a week in the field. And, like, my first field op was, like, a week-long field op and, uh, down in Kentucky at Port Knox. And it was, like, when they showed up, I mean, they hit the ground running. I was, like, I was like lost for, like, a little bit. I mean, I'm used to that kind of chaos anyways, but I was, like, holy shit. Like, these dudes are, like, they're, like, pulling trucks off the the semis they're getting weapon systems put up and they're getting like ready for the range like within the first like 15 20 minutes they're there and i was like holy shit this is like kind of like where i feel like i should be like it's it kind of felt like home and i get like there's a lot of marines in the unit but still even with the the normal national guard dudes they all took their job seriously like when it was like drill time like when it was field time like everyone took their job seriously there was nobody standing around there's nobody like their fucking hands on their, their fucking dick in their hands, like, you know, being a fucking shit bag. Everyone was like full bore, helping each other set up their weapon systems, shit like that, getting ready for the range. And it was just like, like kind of like a sigh of relief. I was like, wow. I was like, I'm glad I came to this unit, which 
from what I hear, it's kind of like that all over the place with the guard as well. Man, that's pretty fucking cool. And then so, so when you guys do ranges, is it like the same kind of fucking shit that you'd be doing in the Marine Corps? Or is it like completely different? Um, so I can't speak on that. Well, I can speak on it, but like, so like going from mortars, I you know switched to just eleven Bravo, which technically I'm still a mortarman as well. I have that as a secondary MOS, but since I went to heavy weapons, which is basically our cat. Because we shoot the 50s marks, uh, the toes, and uh, uh, what else? Yeah, and the 240, obviously, with the toe and stuff. But uh, it was like, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. But um, No, you're good, dude. I honestly forget what we were talking about. Mm. Well, actually, I got a question for you, though. Uh, so what kind of what were the differences with like the weapons? Because I know every time I see the army doing shit, they've got like fucking all kinds of like different shit from us. So like basic weapons like M4s are still the same. We don't rock ACOGs unless we're, you know, downrange. Um, packs, same thing. Usually for like 50s, they're not usually mounted up on the truck with, a you know, a turret gunner up top. They're usually mounted with the crow system, which is like a basically a fucking robot that yeah, you the yeah the automated to. and uh in the back seat has the screen and the controls in the back seat so the gunner's actually in the truck it's a little more safer method i guess but i mean still dangerous but so we mount the, the 50s and the, the marks and we can we can mount 240s and 249s to it but it's usually just the 50s and marks that we mount those two pretty sweet system a lot of bugs and a lot of flaws in them though because they're still pretty old um and then obviously the toe systems we still have which they call them the itas but that's just the nomenclature form so we still use the toes same methods and going back to your one question i remember like how the ranges were um they're about the same like we go through like gunnery tables is what they call them and you know you gotta it's like the the crawl walk run type deal like your first couple tables are just shooting the weapon system then your second you're like third and fourth table is like uh maneuvering with like blanks and then like you get higher up and it's live fire uh platoon movement like company movements bounding shit like that so it's kind of the same how they break it down and how they progress you have to get through one thing to get to the next but weapon systems are all about the same it's just the difference is we use the crows instead of you know what you can technically mount you can actually handheld shoot the crow system if the crow system does go down there's a free fire mode which we had to do that in uh louisiana for our jrtc trip which is basically like a deployment qualifier yeah and then it's like a month, like month long mccree to put it in perspective damn huh that's pretty dang a month long holy shit <laughs> yeah it's it's brutal so when you guys do deploy like where where do you guys go like um so usually the guard deployments um some units will get you know get sent over to europe to train other forces and stuff a lot of the past like 10 years it's been either iraq afghanistan and or uh syria syria has been the heavier one and that's where we're technically slated to go come first of the year and 
that like half our unit's supposed to go there and half our unit's supposed to go to Iraq. It would have been Afghanistan, but with all that that went down and shit like that, that kind of kinked that. But uh, if you don't get one of those, you're going to go to like Europe. You go to like, uh, oh man, I don't, like I don't even know some of the places they've went or like Jordan, something like that, where it's like advise and assist missions, shit like that. Oh shit! Dang, I, I didn't even know they um that the guard was going out to uh, Iraq and Syria. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, I mean, our sister unit that we were with JRTC is in JRTC with is there right now. But um, yeah, yeah. With with the guard, like they do like a five year workup. So it's not like you know you're deploying every two years like active duty is. It's like a five year workup, and if you like, if there's no deployment for you at that time then they'll basically like restart your five-year workout. So it kind of sucks if like you're in a shitty unit and they like look at you when you're set to deploy and they're like, yeah, you're not deploying. So then you just get restarted. But thankfully I got in a good unit to where our unit's pretty shit hot. So they're like, yeah, we're going to deploy you guys. And I always heard, um, do, do you guys get to pick, like say like you don't want to go to whatever um, they're deploying to. Can you go to some other unit? I always heard that's a thing. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, if your unit's not, like, say your unit's not deploying for another five years and you really want to deploy, well, there's, like, this thing you can get on on, like, an official military computer, like, database, and you'd, like, basically put your name into other units, like, that are deploying. And a lot of units, especially our units, going to be the same way. Like, a lot of people can't deploy because they have some jobs that, like, dictates them that they can't leave or they just don't want to or whatever the circumstances that way we can fill those spots with people from other states or other units that way we have full number going into the deployment but yeah you can volunteer for other states deployments i'm i'm served with a lot of dudes who got their like combat deployments in other you know states guards and stuff so it's definitely doable you just have to really push for it that's insane and then you can just kind of yeah. like, like if you really wanted to, you could just sit there and just deployment hop. Well, technically you do that in the Marine Corps, but uh, chain of commands don't like you doing that. It's kind of what I did and just called the monitor myself. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, uh, not supposed to technically do that, but. And what was it like? What was it like changing from the Marine Corps culture to the Army culture? Like what's different in like just the day to day with the. Uh being in that um so like verbiage is a little different but not really there's just a couple like you know like skating yeah, and you, guys, in the yeah you guys say shamming what the fuck is shamming and, that's fucking yeah like shamming just like skating and like um like they call boots joe's joe's which is like technically anybody under e5 is technically a joe but then again like most commands like if you're if you're like a salt it's like kind of how like ranger bat works like Dude, if you're like a weird. salty e4 you're fucking or above even if you're like a salty e3 and like been on pumps and shit you're you're pretty well respected if you know your shit like people leave you the fuck alone and like um like the verbiage yeah a little different training not really it's still pretty high tempo if you get to a good unit like i have um everything's taken pretty seriously like weapons maintenance stuff like that even down to a little basic shit but um like i'll say one thing like 
prior service dudes are treated a lot different than like if like you're brand new coming from prior service you're going to be treated a lot different than a brand new dude you know straight out of fucking boot camp right yeah yeah really, you just, but yeah, it also experience. depends on just how you act like because there's a couple of marines in my unit that um are just pieces of shit and they get treated like shit and everyone else treats them like shit because they're just they think their shit don't sink when they come over you still got to be humble i mean like you have to be humble no matter what in your life. Like you should be humble all the time, but some dudes just let it get to their head, whether that be prior army or prior Marine Corps or active duty, like they let it get to their head and it just doesn't end up well for them. And they usually just go down a bad path and they just stay a shit bag and get kicked out. Right. So it's, so it's, uh, almost like kind of a chill, like environment. Yeah. Uh, it's chill. When Unless it can be. If we're not doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like when it can like, be. When we're like, when we're trying to get shit done, like, you'll see there's a lot of so there's there's another big difference like squad leader like in the marine corps but for like the guard and army like a squad leader is usually like an e6 and then like platoon sergeants are always e7s and like above and shit like that and like but like when it's time to like do shit you'll see like the e4 and e5s rise up and they'll get shit done like it's usually always your, your prior service guys that are always taking charge and getting shit done because there's there a lot, dude. There's a lot of like boot ass E5s and a lot of boot ass E6. And like you'll see it, like you'll step back and like you'll realize you'll watch like other platoons, like E4s, like running ranges and shit. Because like the E6s and E5s that are boot as fuck, they don't know what they're doing. Because they just, they just have the time and they, they go to the course and they get picked up rank. And but like they're not shit hot at all. Yeah, because so can't you like, even, like, be like, yeah, I don't want to be deployed? Because I, I, I heard that was also a thing, too. You can just sit there and be like, yeah, I don't want to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that easy. So, so, so do some dudes just sit there and kind of, like, coast through it and then end up in these, like, leadership positions and they just kind of kind of got to do, like, the bare minimum? Yes, 100%. And that's why, like, like they'll get weeded out eventually. But, like, a lot of dudes stay stagnant in those positions, and it just comes to, like, a point where, like, E4s are fighting E6s because, like, they know, like, they need better leadership than what they have. And, like, there's a lot. Like, there's deployment dodgers and active duty, but there's a lot in the Guard. So, and you can tell. Like, you you can't hide it in the Army or the Guard because, like, you wear that shit right on your fucking shoulder. And you can tell. Like, you see E6, E7 walk around with the fucking slick sleeve. Like, you're, like all right, motherfucker, you've been in for a while and you haven't deployed either. Something's actually wrong with you where you can't or you're just fucking straight dodging shit. Yeah, because I know the Army does everything. Like, you guys have your unit patch and then you have, like, uh, what do you guys call it? Fucking deployment patches or something? Yeah, it's, it used to be called combat patch, but it's just a deployment patch now. They give them out for fucking anything anymore. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's kind of fucking. I, I, do you wear the uh, little two more div fucking patch? I know that's uh that's an army thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they uh, let you guys do that. Like big army, like you're not technically allowed, and technically in the guard, you're not even allowed. But almost ninety nine percent of guard units allow it because they respect their prior service marines and shit. And if their marines have went places and stuff that designate them to actually wear it. Like, there's been a couple Marines that came in and haven't gone anywhere that wear it, and they get caught, and they just look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> God damn. And do you guys, um, 
But how are you guys? Is I, I kind of just wonder this because I know you guys call it rucking and shit. But like, how uh, how different are like hikes and shit with you guys? Is it just the same they're, shit? Yeah, they're about the same. I mean, we don't do as much hiking. We do as much hiking as Cat does. I mean, it's oh, not. Really? Well, when I was in in the Marine Corps, like Cat and eighty ones and snipers hiked a lot, and I'm I know a lot. If these Cat dudes from. 2015 36 know this they know we fucking hiked a lot but uh we don't I mean we will sometimes and a lot of the dudes in heavy weapons company are pretty fucking like studs so nobody really falls out at all but it's about the same the line units hike everywhere they they rarely get transpo even if it's like raining and shit they're always hiking everywhere god damn shit doesn't really change there huh no <laughs> There's no love for your your typical uh, eleven Bravo. Can you guys roll your sleeves out there like whenever the fuck you want, or is it fucking? Yeah, so like, you know how they came out with that order, like where you can actually roll your sleeves up to like where Marine Corps rolls their sleeves, but nobody really does that. But like in the field, we like can't. I'll have my shit, Dude. I'll have my shit cuffed to my fucking elbows. Really? Damn. And the yeah. way we, the way we do it, like our sergeant major is kind of, kind of a good dude, like. He's like, if we're in like any type of range scenario or field scenario, he's like, we're gonna we're gonna fucking wear what we would to the actual fucking fight. So he's like, frogs, you know, like our our frogs or whatever, our cry or you know, fucking combat top, combat bottoms. He's like, those are all authorized. If we're in the fucking field or on the range, like you fucking you train as you fight, like you're allowed to wear that shit. Yeah. That's dope though. That's he kinda, like, he, he looks... wear a normal fucking blouse and pants. Yeah, yeah, he lets the boys be boys. That's fucking, that's pretty cool. And then you talked a little bit about, like, benefits and shit, too. And um, you mentioned, like, disability and shit. Um, I just kind of want to hear about that a little bit, because I'm sure dudes are wondering that. Yeah, so I've gotten a few, you know, dudes hit me up, like, oh, how does the disability work if you go to the guard? Well, so you're allowed to claim disability. Um, the way I do it is I claim my drill pay. So, like, at the, they won't mess with your pay at all. And then at the end of the year, they'll send you a letter and you fill it out and you say, all right, I served this many drill days. So they're like, all right, we can either take your drill pay for the next year, or we can take that same amount that we took or we let you have for when you served on drill. We'll just take it out of your disability for the following year in the monthly increments. Or, you know, so you get to kind of decide whether what, which one you make more money on. Usually it's the drill pay. You're going to make more money, you know, keeping with your drill pay. And then it'll just take out in monthly increments or however, like you can actually submit for like a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, like to where you're only paying the VA like five bucks, 10 bucks a month to pay off. I guess you would call it a debt. I mean, but technically it's not a debt. Like you are owed that fucking money. Like that's, that's your money. That's what, that's the only part I don't believe in. It's like, that's my money. I earned that on my fucking back. Like, you guys broke me, so you guys owe me this. Shit like that. But some people, like, the 20-year guy I was talking about, he hasn't paid the VA since he's been in, and, like, since, like, 06. He owes them, like, oh, 40 fuck. grand. He's like, once I get my retirement, I'm just going to let him take my disability for, like, 10 years and whatever. It don't matter to me. But if you do it right, it's actually really easy, and it's not an issue you won't even see that money come out because you depending on your like VA rating or your VA rating and your drill pay and shit, you won't even notice it. So, but end state, you can claim disability in the guard. The reason they don't want you 
they want you picking one or the others because you can't technically claim money from two government agencies at the same time. So they just come up with a way that people can still claim, which is cool that you can still claim and serve at the same time. That way you don't have to shut your disability benefits off completely. Yeah, it's almost like just getting, you know, just kind of like passive income. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there other benefits to it? Yeah, so uh, actually just got on it. Um, the guard has, you can actually still be on TRICARE. And it's called like TRICARE Reserve Select. It's not as like, doesn't cover as much as your like normal TRICARE on active duty would, but it covers about the same. And it's, it's, you do pay, you do pay for it. You do see it come out of your bank account. Shit. You got to pay for it, but it's not that much. It's like 40 bucks a month. And like, if you had like a kid, it'd be like another like eight bucks. Like for me and my kids, like eight or like 48 bucks a month. It's not bad. It covers a lot. You got to get like separate for dental, which is like another like 10 bucks or so, but it's definitely worth it. If you don't have a good insurance through like your normal civilian job, it's definitely a good fallback or you can do like, you know, double up. I mean, if you have a good insurance through your, your work and you get paid and you, you know, you do well, you can do both. So you're, you know, you basically double up on insurance and it covers you for basically everything. That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Do you go to, uh, when you're, when you say like, you want to go to like fucking the eye doctor or something, do you got to get that like approved by anybody or you just go? No, you just go and you tell them like what you're covered on. Like you, you have that documentation, like, and they'll just, you know, they'll bill whoever runs that like TRICARE shit. So you're basically covered. You just, it works as normal insurance. Damn. So, and then, okay. So you said you go to, uh, you guys call it drill. I guess. Yeah. So how how long yeah. is that usually at like out of any given month? So like I said before, like it my unit's a little different. We kind of changed it up this year since we're getting ready to deploy. Like last uh, year it was like every other month for a week. And now this uh, year, okay, like okay. people kind of complain because we were gone all the time, especially like because we had like four or five activations last year. And most yeah, people that's were activated. What... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is how's that all tie in with uh having like a normal civilian job like is that it is fucking hard dude let me tell you what like i was in the natural gas industry i pipeline for a while and like the last like two years man like we were getting activated for everything like i served eight eight months on the food bank mission that we had and then i went during that went to um the dc riots um we had guys leaving the food bank mission to go do like a prison like prison mission we're like plusing up numbers for security at prisons and then like uh i went also for the inauguration for for good old joe biden so i went there for that was there for a month and it's hard dude like you gotta just basically like walk in one day and be like hey boss i'm getting activated technically they can't do anything about yeah, it i was gonna say well can um, they can they like get pissed off me like no nah, you're fired or something they can get pissed off but they can't fire you for it it's against the law There's uh, like a, but um it's not bad once you have a good like if you don't get activated and stuff you, you find yourself in a good routine um like drill usually on your normal drill like it's usually like supposed to be a weekend at one weekend a month you know your two weeks of training in the summer a year but that's just never happens that way which i actually like it better the way that we do it because like when we go to the field like we have so much more time to actually do shit like when we go to the field during like two day field two day drills or three day drills 
we never have time and it's like fucking everyone's running around their fucking head cut off trying to get shit done trying to get on the range and trying to get the range set up and it's just not easy but the way like we we did it it was so much better we have don't have to rush anything we actually do shit right and we have time on the back end time on the front end but on the other hand like two-day drills are fun like you just get to hang out with all your fucking dudes and you like maybe like do some like training during the day and then like at night you just go out and get fucked up and have a good time go out and eat and fuck around just like good old days in the barracks and that's how a lot of people treat it as because that's where a lot of dudes come from is active duty yeah that's kind of cool though because you and you just it's almost like uh just a weekend you're just going with the boys shooting guns and shit and then just fucking getting hammered yeah it's it's honestly a trip man yeah at least, mean, at least you can like make it fun it. yeah and then so when you do get activated how long do you guys usually have to like fucking get your shit situated is it like you got to be out the door like right then dude i was like butt fuck deep in the mountains of west virginia fucking putting this hill back together that slipped on this pipeline job and i got a call being like Hey dude, gotta be here tomorrow at zero eight. We're going to fucking DC. And it was just like just like that. And I was like, whoa shit. I had to tell my boss, like, hey dude, gotta leave for I don't know how long. It's Damn. just kind of one of those things. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. And it's just it sucks, but like it was a cool experience. I'll tell you that. Like it's definitely a cool experience all the times I got activated. Yeah, I was gonna say, because I'm sure you got everything probably moves real fucking fast. Oh, and it does, dude. Like people may shit on the guard and shit all the time, but the guard actually works pretty efficiently. Really? Yeah. Damn. Fuck. That's uh I had a fucking question. I literally was just thinking of it. Um Oh, okay, so when when you get activated like that and then say like you're working your job and shit, like say you like fucking, you know, Worst case scenario, you know, money's tight. Like, do they fucking, is there any kind of, like, comp, like, where you, like, if you, really like, go to them and you're like, hey, I was really counting on this, I'm finishing out this week and getting this paycheck, you know, with these hours, but now I'm getting not even close to what I needed. Like, do they help you out at all with that, or you kind of just, like, you kind of sit there and you're like, you're fucked? Um, so that's, like, kind of the downfall. A lot of dudes who are in the guard, they make a lot more in the civilian job. And like when we do like long field ops or activations, yeah, they lose out on money depending on their job. Um, that really depends on your civilian job, whether they want to pay you while you're activated. And some, some companies do. Like, I mean, some people, their civilian jobs like paid for up to so long that they were gone. And uh, I mean, the guard, like, especially when you get activated, like you're making BAH, you're making all that shit and you're making like, like even single guys, you know, we'll get BAH and all that. And so they'll make pretty good money to where like they're not making fucking E1, E2, fucking action yeah, duty Yeah, that's almost like fucking, pay, so. yeah, with BAH and shit, you're making more than like a fucking Lance. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking. It really just depends on your civilian job. Like obviously a lawyer who's, or a doctor in the guard is not going to make that much on that he would. So if you guys get activated, uh, you said you get BH, but is there any other type of pay that goes into that? Like, is there extra pay for fucking getting pulled away from your shit? Yeah. So like, um, after like 30 days, which a lot of activations go way over 30 days, you'll start to get, um, family separation pay. I know there's, um, a couple other things I'm trying to think 
like the BAH you'll get, and it's like the good one. There's like, you know, there's like type one or type two. You'll get like the good type. And so, and it all goes off of your home record. So if you live like in a, you know, expensive ass fucking area, the BAH doesn't go off like the home base of where you're stationed at. It goes off of where you actually live. So, so it kind of works out for some people, you know, who live in those high, high price areas. Right. But, um, so yeah, family step pay, you know, BAH or normal pay. Um, if you, you know, you deploy and shit, you'll get your, you know, overseas pay, hazardous duty, imminent danger, combat pay, stuff like that. Damn, that's kind of crazy. I didn't even think uh, they really sent the national. Like, it still kind of surprises me that the National Guard got sent out to like Iraq and Syria and shit. Oh, dude, they've been yeah. doing that. Like, because they started that after Vietnam. Really? Before Vietnam, they weren't sending the guard anywhere. They yeah, were, they're like, just oh, really short-handed. Why don't we just start, you know, just pushing the guard out, out a little bit yeah. on deployments? And they're like, oh, okay. So they kept it ever since. And like Damn. my units. My unit's been going on pumps for ever. And how long you been in the National Guard for? Uh, about three years coming up. Two and a half, three. Somewhere so, around there. So did you do like any deployments aside from like your your uh, activations? Uh, no, because I got in like two years, or a year or two years after they got back. Oh, uh, so they're, st- they're still on that like five-year fucking thing? Yeah. Okay, so you're about to go. Gotcha. Damn. So how do you like it uh, compared to, like, the Marine Corps? There's some things I miss, and there's some things I don't miss. Like, uh, I I love going to the field in the garden because, like, I get to go home afterwards. I don't got to go back to a shitty fucking black mold-infested barracks. I guess get to go home. Um, But then again, I do miss that a little bit. the cultures for me, at least in my platoon and company is kind of the same for me. So it's a lot of dudes, you know, share the same values and they, they share the same beliefs and the way they train and the way they fight. It's just like, I know that's not everywhere, but I, I guess I got, I got lucky, but I guess from what I hear, it's like that and plenty of other places. So, um, but there's certain things, you know, like you miss like the catwalk talks and like, Smoking on the catwalk, you know, the barracks fights, the, the brawls between companies and like getting hazed as a boot. Like sh- shit's kind of fun. You kind of miss that. But end state, like it's not going to be the same. Right. You know? Yeah. It's completely different. Like whole, it's a completely different thing. But it's thing. just another journey. You yeah, go man. on and you learn different things that you, you're going to miss even more when you get out of the, the, the next branch you're in. Like you'll miss shit from that you'll miss shit from your marine corps days like you're always gonna be missing shit nothing's ever gonna be the same it's just yeah and so do you get like super close with these guys like i don't know is it like the same kind of camaraderie in the marine corps is it like kind of everyone just goes does their thing they kind of shoot the shit a little bit and just dip out do you actually got like some super close friends out of uh doing this oh for sure dude it was like it's like it's almost like mimical to the Marine Corps. Like, really? you, yeah, like you're in group chats with them, like you fuck around and, you know, bullshit. And it's like, 
Yeah, because that's almost unique because, like, everybody's from all over the state, and then you all just kind of come together for a little bit. And I'm sure, I don't know, I I assume you probably go out and meet up with these guys even when you aren't, like, their fucking drill. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we do – I mean – not all the time, but you know, because dudes are most right, most right. time they're married and kids. And but like when we do get together, we get together, and it's it's fucking fun. I mean, yeah, we do stay pretty damn close. That's kind of cool though, too, because I'm sure um, there's probably like a fuck ton of people in uh in that unit, so it's kind of like uh, almost having that like uh, connection with uh, all the boys in case like something bad ever happens, like my car breaks down or something. You can just text someone that's like in that area, I guess. Oh, dude. It, yeah. Like, yeah, that's kind of sweet. Like if you, if you, if I were to like text somebody, whether that be E8 to, to down, like from first turn level down, if I'm like, I man, I'm not feeling so well. I'm at a bar. I'm not feeling myself. Shit like that. Like, right. They'll be fucking that dude that you texted will be there and he'll fucking reach out to five other fucking dudes and they'll all be there no matter the far, the, right, no matter right. how far the drive in Ohio is or like across state lines, like they'll fucking be there. Yeah, that's pretty cool, honestly, man. Like, uh, yeah, because uh, we talk about this a lot. You you get out, and then like, yeah, you might have like uh, one or two friends in uh, your state, but like here, it's kind of like when you jump over the national guard, it's almost like you you form all these other friendships. So you kind of just have dudes like in your area all the time. Yeah, I mean, the only you just gotta get past like. And not everyone's going to be the same. Like you're going to have your prior Marines and shit and they're going to be pretty close to you, but you just kind of kind of like open your arms to like even just the normal guard dudes. And they're just as fucking, they're just as dope. I mean, they're just as fucking good at their jobs. They take it seriously. I'm not saying that's everyone, but most of the time they take their job seriously. They're fucking hot shit at it. Like, and they, and they're just as fucking good. And I would like, to be honest, man, like, I'd put up my fucking platoon that I'm in now against any other, like any other platoon in the Marine Corps, and I'd feel safe. Like if I'm going, like I'm not saying, like you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, like, you know, I mean, yeah. against a fucking like enemy, like I'd I'd be safe any day going to fucking combat. Like I'm gonna feel safe deploying. That's interesting hearing my, that. Yeah, that's interesting hearing that because I know if like if fucking you like the average grunt got told fucking hey we're deploying with a national guard unit. You're going to be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and like they get a bad, the guard gets a bad rap because like they don't get the fucking best gear and they, like, they don't get the fucking best budget and they don't have like all this new high speed shit. But it really, it boils down to like, it's almost like the media picks out these fucking turds. And like, you know, those turds in the Marine Corps that have their fucking Kevlar all yeah, fucked up. Yeah. It's not on their fucking head centered. It's all like the media, like, draws their attention to that certain person they take pictures and then that's what the fucking world sees the guard they're like oh look it's a fucking guard again all fucking but i'll I'll, i can point out anybody in my fucking company that looks like that like everyone kind of and like there's actually like no fucking i hate when because there's a lot of like higher ups in the guard they're like oh you can't wear that that's not fucking issued like if you die you're your sgli person's not going to get their fucking money which actually that's a bullshit fucking (laughs) lie it's actually not true and like you can go right on the the va and all this other shit on the government websites and it literally says that's a fucking Dude, false what? narrative that not is true. uh that's wild yeah you're wearing peltors so now they hate, you're uh... they hate people who who fucking don't follow the yeah. fucking goat trail. yeah that is wild 
Is the food any good? No. No. It's same shit, man. Same shit. MREs and the field, MREs and fucking hot rats. Like, Ew. Same shit. Yeah, fuck that. I don't know if maybe you guys all just fucking like bring a bunch of fucking food and shit since it's only yeah, like, like a couple drill days. Yeah, like I drilled you, like we'll just go out and get fucking food. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll just actually, so like a lot of times, like, but this is the dope part about the guard, like, because a lot of us will, some of us will POV to the range and we'll just bring fucking coolers of meat and grills and shit. It's like when we're done fucking shooting on the range, we'll just start fucking grilling. Dude, that is, that's actually that, fucking cool. And that goes along with having a good company. Like, our first orange chill, our CO's fucking badass. Like, he allows that yeah. shit. Like, if we do, if we do our shit and get our shit done, we do a shit hot, like our company always does. Like, we fucking grill out. That's just what we do. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Doing shit like that. Cause, you know, everybody just kind of sits in and they almost buy in more too. Cause it's like, all right, this isn't completely miserable, you know? Yeah, and it helps out with our, like, new guys. Like, a lot of our new guys that show up, they're, like, real fucking timid, like. And some of them, like, they, they come in, and we fucking boot them out to a fucking line company because they can't make it in fucking heavy weapons. Kind of, like, and then they do whatever they do with them, and eventually they get kicked out or whatever. Like, it's like that failure to adapt bullshit. So you guys almost, so you said everybody gets, all the all the Marines get pushed into, like, uh, the same company. So do you guys, like, see other companies, and it's just, like, kind of like a night and day difference between, like, normal, like, like dudes that went into the Army for their whole fucking so, four, or? I say that they push a lot of Marines into our company, but N-State, there's fucking Marines in every single company. Oh, in my it's unit. just like, okay. There's like, there's, like, at least two dozen marines in each company in the battalion like it's it's fucking unreal we just have the most that's why i say they push oh, gotcha, the bars gotcha. like there's a lot like there's corpsmen there's fucking corpsmen that are in here there's there so we like at our unit we have a fuck ton of marines some corpsmen fuck ton of um army prior army dudes a few ranger bad guys <clears throat> um a few navy guys I'm sorry, but um, so there's like so much experience in our uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's it's almost like a melting pot of just different experiences and lessons and shit. What what do they call the fucking because obviously we call our guys fucking docs and shit. Do they say the same shit in the army or is it no? Yeah, they'll call them doc. Oh, really? It's kind of most medics I've met so far are pretty, pretty shit hot as well. They You're just the thing, the difference between like the guard and the army and the Marine Corps, like they get chances to go to a lot more schools. Like, really? for, like the guard and army, like you just say, Hey, I want to go to the school. I'm not a shit bag. Let me go to the school. And they're like, all right, we'll put you in for it. Whether you get that or not is a different story. But like most of the time, if you're not a piece of shit, like you're going to go to the school if they have a slot for it. Guard, it's a little harder. Cause like, obviously some units get priority, but there's just a lot more opportunities in the garden army for schooling wise, because that's, that's where all the schools are at. And they're all in the army bases and shit. That's why Marines never get a fucking chance to do anything. It's because the Marines don't have, and the Marine Corps has a lot of small schools and shit, but like they don't have like, you know, jump school and shit. That's all army fucking based. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of schools do you guys have? Cause obviously there's like jump school, but I don't fucking, I've never really heard um, of all of the army ones. You know, jump school, air assault, pathfinder school. Um, 
we do EIB, which is like expert infantrymen or whatever. Oh just... yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you about that too because I've heard about that too. Like getting an expert badge or whatever for like the army, that's actually like a really really big deal. It's kind of a joke to be honest with you. Because oh, is it? It's all a lot of the dudes just get pushed through because like their buddies the greater shit like that oh. like kind of falls into that kind of fucking shit i heard the like i remember um somebody talking about that shit and they made it sound like it was supposed to be like like almost like their own aic yeah kind of but i wouldn't i would not put it up against aic because yeah, I, I went to amc and the, the army has mlock which is like infantry mortar leaders course but that's about it. Well, so we have heavy weapon leaders course. We have senior gunners course, master gunners course, shit like that. So for like machine gunners and fucking mortar man, there's there's courses. But you like for the for the the, the basic crunchy rifleman, you can go to like DM school. You can go to um, you know, there's always ranger school as well. I've been trying for fucking three years now to get into ranger school. I just never get a fucking school seat. It's impossible. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm sure, like, like, uh, so, yeah, you said, like, most of the time you get shit, but is it, like, kind of competitive with, like, the active duty side of things? Yeah, so it all kind of falls into the same pot. That's the shitty part. Gotcha, and they kind of, like, pick the active dudes over it. Not always. It really just depends on how you are as a, a soldier slash marine or whatever. Like if you're shit hot, like they're gonna try every every bit they can to get you into that school seat. Hmm. That's kinda interesting. And um another thing I wanted to ask you about was the um the leadership. Because oftentimes I hear that uh leadership in the army compared to the Marine Corps is like a lot better or just better in like different ways. I don't know how much. Yeah, so, like, most of your LTs are going to be, you know, boot-ass LTs. But, on the other hand, they're, like, from my experience, like, they're, like, neck-and-neck neck with Marine Corps, like, boot-ass LTs. Like, they're dedicated. They try everything they can to help you. Most of them are really fucking smart. Um, some you got to really work on. Some just don't make it. But that's that's how it is everywhere. Like, but usually your platoon sergeants in most cases are senior dudes. They've been around the block for a while. Same time, same about time experience you would have as like a Marine Corps platoon sergeant. Um, so it it does help to have experienced guys in those positions, but obviously you're not gonna get platoon commanders who are, you know, one, two, three, four fucking pumps deep. They always after you get a pump or two, you immediately go and, you know, fill a fucking xo or co spot right right yeah man that's fucking oh that's pretty cool i never knew like any of this shit you guys also um because i remember this because uh when i was going when i was talking to my buddy that used to be an 11b um i said camis and he looked at me like i was fucking crazy what the fuck do you guys call it oh yeah, so like I honestly don't even I say camis and a lot of people still say camis, but like people usually I I don't even I honestly I don't even know. Like some people say like BDUs or like Ew, or sounds like dumb. some shit. Like I forget what they even say, but like I just call them camis. Yeah. You guys have fucking um you guys got like little pen holders on your shit, right? 
Yeah, which is actually the fucking fuck? nice. Like, I wish, I wish the fucking the Marine Corps. Yeah, had dude, I was about to say, candy. yeah. These fucking yeah, I, I noticed that on like army uniforms, you guys have like all these little like pockets and shit, and like even on like the, the lower end the, of the pouch or trousers. Yeah, like that. That's handy as well. Yeah, you got Nobody like a really little uses, ankle like, thing. pockets even in the army. Really? Or the guard. And but, isn't like, it like those little? Oh, isn't it? Isn't it like uh, zip up shit? You don't even button it. Um. So some of our shit, like our hot weather shit, are all buttons, and then like our normal fucking whatever tops you'd call them or zip and uh, velcro or whatever but like it used to be like all like uh, so much more velcro where it's loud as fuck but damn. i really don't notice the difference because most time the only time i'm wearing that uniform is like when i'm just chilling around the fucking the unit but other yeah. than that i'm usually wearing my field top or my combat shirt or whatever and do you my like pad of gucci's <laughs> And do you guys, uh, do you, do you fuck with the boots they have? Cause I noticed the army's boots are like, uh, for the most part, really different. Um, their standard issue are fucking trash. Just like the Marine Corps. Really? They're, they're fucking awful. Yeah. Cause every time I, mean, I saw like some army dudes, they were wearing like completely different shit from us. Like, like, uh, boots wise. Like I didn't see them wearing baits or fucking like Danners or even like, um, the fuck were the only ones called? Uh. The lightweight Bell, ones, Bell, yeah, Bellville's or whatever, or whatever those were called. But I think it was mostly like if it's AR six seventy one compliant, the fucking sky's the limit for you. Like you can, if it's fucking if it's brown and it's fucking the AR six seventy one or whatever, like you can wear it, huh? Which is nice. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of shit that's like different from uh, the Marine Corps. But yeah, man. Um, I think that about wraps it up, man. Um, trying to think if I had any other fucking. Uh, nah, I think I got all my questions answered, man. This was uh, this was fucking cool, though, dude. I I really uh, appreciate you coming onto the show and talking about all this with me. No, man, I appreciate you having me. I'm just you know trying to get the word out. Yeah, for, man. Give guys a little insight if that's what they you know the route they want to take. Yeah. Do you um? Yeah. So would you say it's worth it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it definitely goes to like one last quick thing. Like, since you, if you're coming from active duty, you already have four or five years active, and you're almost already there for retirement. So, if you want to chill in the guard for like the next fifteen years towards your retirement, it's fucking easy, and you can retire at twenty, doing half as much time. Especially like if you deploy, that's so like starting out, you already have so many fucking retirement points towards your retirement. And you're almost already there. Hmm. Damn. So it's definitely worth it, especially for the com camaraderie and like opportunities and stuff and still getting to deploy if that's what you want to do and stuff. And it's, it's definitely worth it. Some days you're like, wow, this is stupid. Like, why am I here? Shit like that. But you'll have that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like anywhere in life. Yeah, man. That's all, that's all super cool. And I'm sure this is super good insight for dudes that are like thinking about, uh, going to the army or going to the national guard so I mean, i'm it's sure a, it's, it's the same yeah I mean, yeah yeah that, I, that's not what i meant like when i was saying it like that yeah but um yeah man thanks so much for uh coming on to the show and uh talking with me man yeah of course brother yeah dude all right well uh we'll see you all uh next time everybody uh have a good night